Blog Talk Radio. John L. Solomon, the lion among lions, the alchemist himself in the lion's den. Guess what? It's my purpose today to bring you strength. Strength from the lion's den is a compelling talk show that discusses life's difficult situations through relevant topics, important issues, and empowerment from a biblical perspective. The lion's den will bring you the energy of encouragement, transcendent godly wisdom. Yes, my God. And and uh. We want to just bring you some godly wisdom. We want to bring you strength. But primarily, we want to help those who are weary in life from this, with the sourcehood of our connection with our Savior, Jesus Christ. So I need you to roar. That's right. You need to roar. Roar for your victory. Roar for your power. Roar for your prosperity. Roar for your deliverance. And my friend, just roar for your strength. Again, I'm Apostle John L. Solomon. We're powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Tonight, I got a very interesting topic. Normally, I like to joke around and, and kid, but tonight, I'm going to be very, very serious as much as I possibly can. You know, my personality may come out. You can't see who you are. I like humor. But tonight is a very serious topic, and it's called public success with private struggle. I mean, you know, nobody's perfect. I'm going to say it again. Nobody's nobody's perfect. Let me read up the narrative. We all define public success with a different connotation. Some say material wealth. Some say spiritual actualization. Some say family love. Some say career accomplishment. Yet in the midst of the grandeur of our accomplishments, there is personal struggle. Who do we run to when we're overwhelmed with this pain, this struggle? Or do we suffer secretly with a silent cry for help? Well, tonight, guess what? I'm going to talk about public success and private or personal struggle, public or social success when there's private and personal struggle. Now, but guess what? It's all right. We're going to invite some of my callers to join in tonight. I'm just going to take you a walk. Through some of the scriptures that show that there's public success. And I 
tell you for before I do the scripture just to You know the the people who succeeded him went through behind that. Why would a prestigious pastor with so much public success There are people out here in pain. I about the cocaine does not medicate the pain. The alcohol does not medicate the pain. The sex does not medicate the pain. These brothers and sisters please God to separate him from his mother's womb. And when it happened, Times we don't talk when we should talk, and other times we're talking when we shouldn't be talking. Or should I say we're talking to the wrong people? Talking to people who have to was he went to different places and he said they glorified God in me. That's public success. People glorifying God. And what I'm saying to you is this. When Paul said they glorified God in me, preachers and teachers and leaders and even people who have an anointing on their life, people are glorifying God in them publicly. Hey, pray for me. I'm struggling in such and such an area. We talk in I'm going through some things. The devil's hitting me hard. You know, you talking like that when really your whole family is falling apart. Your life is in. Guess what? I was like, my, 
so I could jump like Mike. No, no, no. Jump like you. Be like you. You are something. How Paul came on the and he uh went here and you know, God began to lift him up, he began to preach, and Barnabas took him under his wing. Paul said they glorified God and I want to do good. Don't you know Eve is present with me? Don't you know when I'm praying that bountiful prayer and I'm sweating and I'm calling out things and I'm binding things on earth as they're binding heaven and I'm loosing things on earth as they're loosed in heaven and I'm going down the list and I'm proclaiming and I'm I'm proclaiming and I'm decreeing and I'm declaring. And soon as I say amen and open my eyes, guess what? Oh, yeah, the attack is coming. The thing is still there. Evil is present with me. Understand that. No good thing dwelleth in the flesh. I don't care how good they look, how young they are, how old they are. No good thing, my friend. Everybody is dealing with something. Even you that's listening. I know you're dealing with something. But at the same time, I shouldn't share this with you, but I'm just going to have to share it. Don't you let nobody beat you down and condemn you who's standing in a flesh. a long pause for a reason. So, rebel against the word of God that the man or the woman of God is preaching? No, I'm not. I'm saying let conviction come. Let the conviction come and deal with you right there. But don't you sit there with your head hanging down talking about, oh, I'm so terrible. I'm so messed up. Everybody else got it together. And I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about something. I'm just no good. Ain't nothing to me. I'm a motherless child. My God, the devil ain't got to do nothing. You already done dug the hole, threw yourself in it, and covered the dirt back up. No, my friend, don't do that to yourself. Accept the fact that no good thing. I went on to say in Romans 7, O wretched man that I, who shall deliver me from this death? Wait a minute. And he, when he came on the scene, my God, they were glorifying God in him. But then, yet here he, did, here he is pulling back the covers on himself saying, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? O wretched man that I am. See, you got to recognize that you're powerful in God, but there are limitations in the flesh. There are flaws in the flesh. Does that, do, do, does that mean that you beat yourself down? God forbid. The Bible says, and a rewind that back. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Sin is going to be there, but you will not walk around with the hiccups of You don't walk around saying, I can't help you. I'm only human. I'm just a man. Help me be. No, 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 no. You can help it, but at the same time, we all have a predisposition to a proclivity that dwells in our flesh. Oh, my God. Shall I continue on? I'm not saying that you can't help it, but it's not going to have dominion over you. It's going to be there. What God allows, God allows. And then there are times what we allow, we allow. We give in to the whims and the dictates of our flesh. We have the power to choose. And my friend, sometimes we choose the lesser of the higher calling. 
Sometimes the flesh is calling, the lowest calling. Why would there be a need for the and grants us access and Jesus did the same thing in the simple came Jesus gave us this same insight this same look of that personal private struggle now I'm just not going to give you I'm not just going to give you scripture I'm, well I'm going to give you scripture of course but the personal struggle, so how we can possibly this dilemma that we're going through. Man, I'm dying on, I'm living it up on the outside. Hey, thank you for being with me. Don't you go nowhere. I just got a break for a quick break. Y'all hold on tight. I'll be right back. Strength from the lion's den. Apostle John L. Solomon. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. All right, and we are back. Strength from the Lion's Seed is powered by We Inspire Network Radio. I'm partner with um, the CEO. So we want you to win. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Thank you for the few people that I talked to. I'm going to bring on in a minute. This is my baby brother. He's an amazing young man. So y'all just hold on. He got some good things coming up. But let me jump back in. Jesus had public success. Yes, he did. But yet inside, there was, there, was, there was a personal struggle. There was a personal struggle going on with him. In John 6, chapter 14, it said, those men, when they had seen the miracles that Jesus did, uh, they said, this is the truth, that this is the prophet that should have come in the world. When Jesus perceived that they were going to make him a king by force, he had to get out of there because he understood what men men, and that wasn't his time yet. See, that's favor is, the Bible says favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But And Jesus recognized this. See, when this friends 
people are crowning you the king. My God, you something special. Let people get hungry. Let people become the butt of your pain or your problems. Guess what? You liable to get crucified. Ask David when he had to encourage himself in the Lord. Well, Jesus was on top of the world, my friend. They was they was loving him. You saying some things that you starting to get beside yourself. So you start speaking the truth or say something people don't like. You Joseph son? We know you Pookie. Come on, Boo Boo. We grew up with you. Come on, Punkin. We remember you from back in the day. You know what you were doing back then, Punkin. That was one of the things Jesus had to struggle with when he came from. Because the people were like, no, nah, this is the cop and the son. He's beside himself, even amongst his own family. They were like, what's going on with you, man? You got to be in your place. You're trying to be too big-headed. No, he's trying to do, he's doing the will of God, just like all of us are doing. My friend, I'm telling you, there's something powerful about but then, when there's personal struggle, listen, I got a very, very uh, special call, a uh, young man, uh, my, my my brother. Uh, my brother, you on the air? Are you still on the air with me? Yes, sir, I'm still here. Oh, man, come on yes, in. Sir. This is this is, this is is my brother, Apostle Bryant. Man, talk to the people. Wow. Well, what an amazing uh, session so far, I'm telling you. Uh, my brother and apostle is really laying it down tonight. Uh, one of the things that yeah. I um, personally understand, uh, and I mm. could totally identify with what he's saying, that when you have a personal struggle, especially mm. when there's one that you're trying to conceal, sooner or later, that personal oh, struggle yeah. is going to come out, especially when you get put inside of the fire. Um, I'd like to go ahead and just keep Riding the piggyback of uh, my brother when he talked about Jesus. Jesus had a personal struggle mm-hmm. in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, I want mm-hmm. you to picture mm-hmm. here is the, the king, the champion, the one who was chosen mm-hmm. to die for us. But yet, at the time of his, uh, uh, where he had to go ahead and fulfill the will of God, that was a personal issue. Because he was praying, mm-hmm. and he made the statement, said, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass for me. So meaning, he had a human moment. And in his human Ooh, moment, he was now. transparent that, God, this is right here is just too big for me. This this job that mm-hmm, I'm about to mm-hmm. face has just too much weight for it. If it's possible, mm-hmm. let it pass for me. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. If you stay in that moment, if you stay in that human moment, you'll never fulfill the potential that God has for you. Jesus immediately came out of that moment. He said, nevertheless, not my will, mm-hmm. but thine be done. And here's where we got to be, Man. people. We cannot allow people to label us. We cannot allow our situations to label us. We cannot be in a place where we're always uh, what I like to call a needy Christian. We need somebody to identify us. We need somebody to pat us on the back. We have to have that personal relationship with Christ who is our identity that can tell us exactly who we are, and then we begin to move in it. 
But if you're always uh, in a place where you're not real with yourself and who you are and and where you want to go, guess what? You'll never be able to break free from that label. Oh, that person don't know who they are. That person is a schizophrenic Christian or that person this and that and the other. No, 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 no. Understand this. You are a child of the king, and your identity is here with Christ. Amen. Man, Amen, Apostle. That's powerful. Apostle, you got a service coming up. Uh, could you uh, uh, give, give me the dates and times and let everybody know where? Thank you so much, Apostle. I uh, appreciate it. Um, this mm-hmm. Sunday at 4 p.m. Uh, is at the Macon Convention Center. Uh, more people may better know it as Chasen's, uh, the old Chasen's Lounge, which is on mm-hmm. Riverside mm-hmm. Drive. Uh, we're going to be having our opening mm-hmm. service, uh, Destiny Worship Center Macon. Uh, it's going to be dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, my my pastor from Augusta, he's coming down uh, from uh, Augusta, Georgia. The name of his ministry is, uh, of course, Destiny Worship Center. And so at 4 o'clock, mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and dedicate that service unto God. Uh, we want everybody to come out. The address is 105 Holiday Drive, 105 mm-hmm. Holiday Drive. And that's in Macon, Georgia. Start time is 4 o'clock. So everyone, please come out. Amen. Apostle, we just thank you for sharing with us tonight. We, we, we're so excited about what God is doing and what God is taking you, and we're going to be there to support you, man of God. And thank you for, thank you for uh, sharing what you did. You, you said something that I'm going to go ahead on with in the segment when you said you, you got to come out of that place, man. That was so powerful. Don't stay in that moment, man. But, bro, I'm going to take yeah. it and run with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bless you, Apostle Brian. We appreciate you, man of God. Bless you. Thank you again. Amen. Amen. Well, you heard the date. You heard the time. You heard what he said. Now, I just thank God for him calling in. Some of my other callers, I'm going to try to get to you all later through the segment. But I just had to get the That's my baby brother. I love that dude. Listen, personal struggle. He even told us about Jesus in the Gethsemane. You know, Gethsemane means wine press, oil, wine press, the oil press. And like he, like my brother said, when you get in the fire, you're trying to conceal it, but it won't come out. God told me a long time ago, he said, it's best before the curtain opens to you and I, let's deal with your situation. Because when the curtain opens and you do not know, some people are going to see that. What they used to say, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. Your mess going to show. So at some point, you got to deal with that thing. Mama don't whoop. You know how your parents used to say, come to the school and whoop you. Mama don't whoop me in front of everybody. I don't want everybody to see me getting a whooping. Take me behind the behind the scenes. Take me in the bathroom and let me take what I gotta take. So that when I step out, I'm all right. I know how to act. I know what I need to do. You have to deal with that thing that's being concealed because when it comes out, it's gonna make a mess. Tell my son. You know, if you have a situation, I'm going to tell you what he did. One time he went to the restroom and it overflooded, and it kept coming out and kept coming out. And by the time he came and got me, it was a whole bunch of water all over the floor. I said, son, you've made a mess. I said, but if you had come and got me because you didn't know what to do in the beginning, I could have prevented it from getting as worse, as bad as it was. So at some point, you got to stop a bad situation. And that's what happens in our private struggle. It's private. It's 
secret. But that's how the devil does. If I can divide you, I can conquer. If I can divide you from everybody else, from your fellowship, if I can isolate you from your accountability, then guess what? I can conquer you. God told me one time, he said, don't run from me when you're going through, when you're feeling like you're the worst of the worst. You got to run to me because he is our answer. He's our source, and he will send people to you. He will send folks who believe in you, who love you, who know how to be there and surround you. My God, come on. One, one, of, Jesus, one of Jesus' personal struggles, the people, he began to say things that they didn't like. And the Bible says people began to walk away from him. And then he turned to his disciples that was left. I said, did not I choose you and one of you is a devil? I said, my God, wait a minute. You chose all of them and you knew it was a devil? See, sometimes we know what we know when we know it. We know who's around us. Why did I choose him? Why did I choose this person? Why did I choose this woman? Them. I They can change men, but sometimes we think that we can change people. We're going to help change them. No, we can't really change them. We can influence behaviors, but God has to do the changing. But Jesus said, I chose. I chose Judas, and I knew he was a devil. So what that led me to believe some of our friends, ain't talking about Facebook friends, ain't talking about uh, what's the, uh, Instagram uh, friends, followers. I'm talking about our friends. I ain't talking about acquaintances or associates. Some of our friends are frenemies. They laughing with us on the outside, but on the inside, they secretly harboring, harboring a jealousy, a perpetuating thing that wants to come down and lose it. And you can hear it because every now and then speak a little negative. I need to bring it down some. Well, what do you mean I need to bring it down some? And they're not trying to check your ego. They're trying to check you, period. So you have to recognize those things. Nevertheless, God gives us the power to choose. Just like my brother said, don't stay in that moment. You, you, you went, when Jesus said, uh, Lord, not my will, but then he didn't stay there. He said, nevertheless, we got to get to a nevertheless place where we say, Lord, I want your will to be done in my life. I want to see your glory. But God, I'm living with a flaw. I'm living with something. We all got flaws, but, Lord, I'm living with something that I'm faking. I'm living with something that I'm feeding. It ain't something I'm trying to starve. It's something that I'm feeding. The number one empowerment for public success with personal struggle, you have the ability to choose. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. Fix you. The powder wants to deal with you. See, Paul had something that was going on inside of him, and he said, I went to God. And God said, guess what, son? My grace for you is sufficient. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but guess what? You have the ability to choose your attitude, your posture, your response, your reaction. It's not coincidental. It didn't just happen. I ain't lucky. I chose. God gave me the power to choose, and I made a choice. See, you got to feeling. Sometimes love is a choice. Jesus didn't get on the cross because it felt good. He made a choice to love us. That was love in action. He did it because he loved us. That was love in action instead of gossip. My friend, I got to go to a quick break. Thank y'all, y'all for being here with me. Strength from the Lions Den, Apostle John L. Solomon. I will be right back. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. 
At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on Win, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. Hey, and we are back. Officer John L. Fowler, you tuned in to Strength from the Lion's Den. I want to thank all my listeners who are in here with me tonight. You hear them lions roaring. Thank you for all the calls I talked to during the break. Thank you for tuning in. You're the reason why we're here. Uh, tonight I'm talking about public success with private struggle. Can I tell you, sometimes public success is foolery. We love our celebrities, but don't you know a lot of them have some hidden lives that are just destructive, that are just destructive, that are destroyed, that are all messed, but yet we glamorize them and we glorify them? Some of them are struggling and going through. My friend, you got you have to be real with yourself and real with your situation. Paul was very real with us. He said in a particular scripture here in Second Corinthians, he said, uh, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I've been through some things. There are some people who think they're better than me, and they're saying I'm not this, but can I tell you what, what's going on with me? He said, I'm, I'm, I'm just like them. I'm a descendant of Abraham. I'm a servant of Christ. He said, but when you look at what I've been through, I've been in danger of death. Five times I received lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked a night and a day in the deep. I've been on frequent journeys, dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own people, dangers from other strangers, dangers in cities, dangers in wilderness, dangers in the sea. He said, man, dangers from fake and false brothers. He said, I've been going through labors, hardships, sleepless night, hunger, thirst, without food, cold. He said, I've been going through it. He said, but you know what? I wouldn't trade it for nothing. I wouldn't trade it. He said, because I'm from a boast. I'm a boast about my weaknesses. Those are the kind of struggles that you want to be able to talk about. See, he he had to do it because people were saying, you think you this, you think you that, you ain't this, you ain't that. He said, let me let you know what I'm going through. Let me let you know what I'm dealing with. Peter said, if you're going to suffer, suffer for the name of Christ. If you're going to go through, if you're going to be accused, be accused for being a child of God. Be accused for being somebody who stand up for what's right. And then Paul went on to tell him, he said, there was a messenger giving me to buffet me, a thorn in my flesh to keep me from getting lifted up. See, m- many scholars have debated about what it was and what it should be, and I, I'm not going to get into all that now, but, you know, 
But we know he had a thorn in his flesh. He had something that was limiting him, was uh, something physical that was limiting him. And he said, I went to God three times and asked God about this. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. God basically told him, you got to go through this. Sometimes we, you know, we got, we have to think about what the Hebrews boys, they said, our God can deliver us. If he don't, he's still God. Now we've not, some of us are not quite mature to be able to make a statement like that. We can make the first part of that statement that says, my God can deliver me. And we stop right there. But they went on to say, if he don't, he's still God. We got to be able to say, look, my God can do this. If he don't do it, He's still God. If he don't do it, and I'm humiliated. If he don't do it, and stuff get cut off. If he don't do it, and if I have to walk to work. If he don't do it, and people looking at me funny. If he don't do it, is he still your God? See, that's where we have to mature to the place. My God can do it. But if he don't do it, I'm still all right. I'm still going to worship. I'm still going to praise. If he don't do it, I know he's able. If he don't, I ain't going to get mad and, and get all bit out of shape and or threatening how I'm going to walk away if that's not. No, 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 no. If he don't, he still, my God. That's where we got to get to the place to if he don't do it. But we, we, we live in a world where a lot of our gospel music and preaching tells us God going to do it. God going to do it. God going to do it. But if he don't do it, then what? Is he not your savior? If he don't do it, is he still not, is he not wonderful? If he don't do it, you see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? That's where we have to get to a place where we're able to endure hardness and forget the soldier. God's going to do it because he has something else to show us. Jesus could have went and rescued Lazarus. He could have went and got him. He knew in time while he was sick, but he didn't. God said, Jesus said, okay, I got this. He said, I'm away. He waited. God told him what to do, and he waited. And then he showed up later. Everybody was crying. It was it. It was. I am the resurrection. I don't just resurrect. I am the resurrection. Some situation may seem dead. It may seem over. But I can resurrect anything about you and your situation. If he don't, he's still God. The the number two empowerment to public success is that God's grace is adequate enough for you. God's grace is more than enough. His strength is made perfect in our weakness, and that's what we have to understand. It's not when I'm on top of the mountain and I'm quoting scriptures that everything is going to be all right. It ain't when I'm feeling good and God, honey, is flowing down. I'm singing, ain't he, ain't he, ain't he, ain't he, ain't he all right? No, it's when, it's when all hell don't broke loose. That's what I'm supposed to be saying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. When everybody is pointing the finger at me, people are looking at me funny, accusations coming from left and right. That's what I said. See, we in church and we say, I declare war on the enemy. We singing, we jovial, we excited. But do you understand that you're declaring war on an opposition kingdom? So we're singing and having a good time and smiling and laughing and high-fiving each other and spinning around and doing our nice little dance. Not understanding that here's a declaration of war against our opponent. Do you think the kingdom 
of darkness is saying, do you think they over there having a dance battle with us? No, they're preparing their weapons. They're strategizing who they're going to come at. They're going to come at the weakest links first to take them out because your chain is only as strong as its weakest link. So the enemy is like, oh, oh, you declaring war on me. See, they, they hear the song, but they don't see it as something funny. They don't see it as you just having a good time or doing such. They see, oh, you about to attack us? Oh, we about to attack you. So that's why when the song is over and service is over and people walk outside, that's why husband and wife in the car fighting. That's why kids go back to school Monday morning getting in trouble. That's why things start happening. Bills start, creditors start calling and stepping this up. And you say, when? My friend, you declared war. I'm trying to tell you God's grace is sufficient for you when there's personal trouble. What does that mean? That means you got to lean on God. You can't hide the thing from God. Sometimes just because we when we praying when you're praying to God, there are certain things that rise up in your spirit. You you can drive right you can drive right around it. Act like it's not there, but my friend is there. God is sitting there. God is listening to you, saying, "Okay, I'm, I'm, I've heard your jargon and I've heard your religious aptitudes. I'm, I'm ready for you to get down. Say, Lord, I'm messing up. Lord, I don't know what to do. Lord, I'm trying, but I don't understand certain things. Lord, I need you. I cannot do it alone. You, when you're talking to God, there is a level of faith." That you need to have, but then there's also a level of realism that you have to contend with. I, I all, one particular part I hate when the man said, "Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief." I said, "Hmm, what's wrong with him?" He had he had got real with Jesus. He said, "Lord, I do believe, but there's some doubt in me. I do believe, but my." You gotta understand God's grace is primarily there for you. That, that grace is that the active mobility of God, those undeserving acts of God in your life. His grace is there, sustaining you. You gotta consider your consider your relationship between God's grace and your weakness. You gotta consider that your weakness is God's grace. So it's not that you should just revel in the weakness. I need you. God said, okay, I understand. I, I, I'm going to help you. Because see, God doesn't tempt sympathy. But see, God doesn't tempt the God with sympathy. He said, wait a minute, ain't that the same thing? He tempted me, he tried me. No, no, it, 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 it's quite different. See, what, what happens is that God will not put you in a situation and say, okay, let me see how strong you are. So I want you to get out. And God doesn't do that. God puts you in a situation that he knows you're strong enough to get out of and say, now, nah, I want you to get out of this. Why? God knows you can get out of it. He wants you to know that you can get out of it. See, he ain't going to put you into, he ain't going to set you up for failure. He going to set you up to
covering up that glory. You better stop gummying down for people. Let your light so shine before men that they may see, behold, witness, adhere to your good works, and glorify your Father in heaven. When they said, my God, look at what you're doing. They see God, but they're glorified. That's where you turn That's lifting up your hand and say, Father, I thank you. Without you, there is no me. Father, I thank you for putting me into a place whereby I'm able to affect the lives of me. Darkness into your marvelous light. Jacob, and he said, what's your name? He said, my name is Jacob. I ain't nothing. I'm this. I'm that. You're no longer this. You are a king. You are a queen. You have power with me. King of glory. I have work for you to do. I don't have time for you to wallow in the muck and the mire talking about how bad you are, how worthless you are. You are worth something to me because I put my spirit in you. I put my glory upon you. Now go into the world and shine. Go into the world and let men see who the Father God is. My God. It ain't always going to be vocal. not this big major moment that happens. History is these little moments that lead up to the climax. That's when history is made. But it's those little moments that led up to that mighty blow. Personal struggle in the midst of public success. My friend, you got to get to the place where you believe. The man, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. He said, I brought my uh, child to your disciples, and they could not cast him out. So he already mad with them. He upset with Jesus' followers. Jesus said, no, 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 no. But what, what I got to suffer with this situation of unbelievers. Lord, I believe. I, I, I don't care what the enemy think. See, you're going you're gonna to have some enemy think after you. Even as Jesus was sitting at the table, he said, oh, uh, they all ask. They all ask, "What well, is it? I?" Ain't that funny? How all of them ask, "Is it I?" You know if it was you or not, but they all ask, "Is it I?" <laughs> My friend, we're in the last segment of the show. We're gonna go to a quick commercial break, and when we're done, we're gonna finish up. Thank you for being here with me tonight in the Lions Den. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr. CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. 
and we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. Thank you, my listeners. We're back. Strength from the Lions and Apostle John L. Solomon. Uh, we're powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Thank you for everybody that have tuned in tonight. Thank you for Apostle J.L. Bryant calling in tonight. Brother, I appreciate you. If you're still on the air, I'm telling you next week we're going to talk about speaking things into existence. So if you're available, I want you to be one of my guests. You know, I'm just doing it publicly, but, you know, I know better than that. I'm going to do it personally because, man, like you deserve a personal invitation. <laughs> Bless you, brother. Listen, tonight we we really – we didn't get into it like I wanted to, as deep as I wanted to, but I just want to just let you know that there's public success, but then there's private struggle. One, the the private struggle will cause the public success to collapse, and everybody that loved you and hollering for you, they're going to turn on you. So, my friend, I don't want you struggling privately. I don't want you with a scream that you, you got to talk to somebody. You got to reach out. Across the aisle, across the table, you got to go to some trusted friend and say, my friend, I need to talk. I need to share. The, the man said, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. But Jesus told him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. You got to begin to believe God. Believe that you're not hopeless. Believe that that's, you know, I, I know some things that happened to us date all the way back to when we were a child. And here we are, here we are 24, 36, 46, 57, still dealing with childhood issues. And some of us have accepted the fact, hey, that's just the way it is. No, my friend, that's not just the way it is. That's what you have accepted. It's time to let go of tolerating that's just the way it is. That's just not the way God wants you to be, living with that struggle. God wants to change you. He wants to rearrange you. He wants to get you into a place where you can walk in glory, where you can walk in victory, not in defeat, not looking over your shoulder wondering who's going to find out, who's going to say this. My friend, free yourself in the presence of God. As I close, I want to talk about Something that is that comes to me when Paul said, "Oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death?" Oh wretched man that I am. There's some people who are they're so tied up and bound in that place of uh, personal struggle that they're depressed. They live out in the in the public. They live outside of their home, but then when they get inside the house, they die. They get inside the house and go back into that shell. The Koreans have a word called Han. Han means a deep sadness. Sadness so deep that no tears will come. A sadness so deep that you don't feel nothing. You don't even fear nothing. You're just numb. Han is a state of mind. It's a state of your soul. It's a sadness that eats you up. See, Han is a two-part word. It means mind or heart. The second part means to remain still and calm. The, the, the picture of Han is this tall, tall tree with deep, deep roots under the earth. So that pain is deep. See, it's a person who's had to 
endure a lot of affliction, a lot of pain, a lot of scars, and a lot of wounds that are not always visible to the eye because they occurred so blatantly, and it's like getting cut in your armpits. Nobody can see it, but it hurts so bad. And you're living with that that hun, that deep pain beyond depression because you go outside and you socialize and everybody is looking at you, but on the inside, when you get by yourself, when you get alone, you reflect and that pain comes up. My friend, I'm, I'm telling you tonight, there's hope. At the conclusion, Paul said, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus is not a religious folklore that we talk about on Sundays. He's not a myth. He's not a fairy tale. Jesus is real, and his word is alive. It's not, it's not, his word is not subjective to our cultural relativism. His word is not to be altered just because the culture has a change of mind or a change of generation. Jesus will come to you as he, he you will receive a visitation if you need be. He, Jesus will give you a visitation, a personal visitation, depending on what he has for you to do, or he will send a, a, someone to you, or he will make himself known to you in a very real way. And my friend, that's what you may need. Not just a touch from Jesus, but to see. God will show you that he's real. When I asked him into my life, I said, Lord, show me. Show me. I want to meet the one that everybody always talk about. I want to meet the Jesus that these people dance about, that they sing about. I want to meet you. I said, if you're real, show yourself to me. My God. Now, didn't, didn't know uh, my roof didn't open up and no angels didn't cascade down from heaven. There was no glow. Uh, I'm telling you, God began to do little things gradually. My life began to alter in a major way, in a major way. I'll tell my testimony on another show, but the deep pain that I was feeling, that loneliness, that darkness from the cold and cruel-hearted things that I had done – Jesus went in and began to show them to me. And I asked him to come into my life. And he didn't come in my life and take me to church and put me in my three-piece suits that I like to wear. No, that's my own personal choice. He came into my life and began to remove some people. He began to exclude me from certain things. There were things that were weighing me down, bringing me down. I began to feel hope. I began to feel joy. And then I opened up his word, and I began to read the Bible, and the pages came alive, and I could literally see the things that he was doing, the healing of the sick, the opening of the eyes of the blind. My friend, you can be sick and not be coughing. You can be sick and not have any visible signs of it. You can be blind and your eyes can be wide open. You can be deaf and not hear the beauty and the joys of life. My friend, it's time for you to come out of those shadows of pain. It's time for you to come out of those shadows of darkness if you don't know Jesus and meet him. And if you do know him and you've backslidden into a place where you feel like you just know, be good, 
or you feel like I'm just not worthy. Well, my friend, I've been in a place called Devil Whipped, where you feel like you're no good for God and you're no good for the devil. You just devil whip. You know too much about God, so the devil can't use you, really. And you know too much about God, but you don't feel like you're worthy. Just in a place of torture and torment. My friend, it's time for you to come out of that place. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away. The old things have been made new, and all things are of God. Two people in the Bible betrayed Jesus, and we have an example for us. One name was Judas. The other name was Peter. Judas sold Jesus out for coins. Peter denied him. Both of them betrayed the Lord. That's exactly right. The same incident. Both of them betrayed him. But what's different is the outcome. Judas betrayed Jesus, and it grieved him so, and he hurt inside. Judas hung himself, and he died. Peter betrayed Jesus, and gruesomely it hurt him. But guess what? Peter didn't stay in that place of guilt. Peter allowed the Lord to restore him. Peter allowed the Lord to bring him back. And on the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up with the eleven and said, These men are not drunk, as ye suppose, but this is that which was spoken about your life. This is that which was spoken about your comeback. This is that which was spoken about the time when you would rise and shine, for the light has come for the glory of God to be revealed in you. My friend, get up. Wash away. Take off those grave clothes. Wash away that yesterday. Shake yourself, my friend, and step into that anointing that God has for you. You say, well, Apostle, easily said, then done. Well, my friend, I know it's not easy. It, It may be hard. But, my friend, the Lord is with you, and that grace will take you into that place you need to be. If you just can believe, with men, this is impossible. With flesh and blood, this is impossible. With with God, my God, our Father, all things. I didn't say some things. I didn't say a few things. But my friend, if you listen, all things are possible. It's time for you to start believing, my friend. Believe that that public success is nothing if that private struggle keeps eating away. My friend, I don't just want you to look good. I want you to be good, all good, because all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. My friend, I thank y'all for being here with me tonight. Strength from the Lions, the Empowered by We Inspire Network Radio. We're excited to be on the air every Wednesday at 7 p.m. We got 10 more shows before the season finale. Huh? Ten more shows, and we would have done 50 straight shows, my friend. Then I'm going to take some time off for several months and, you know, enjoy the holidays. But then coming back in 2018, stronger than ever, with more lions in the lion's den. So these last ten episodes, my friend, keep me in your prayers, keep me in your thoughts, and keep believing God that we can continue to bring relevant topics because we want to help people. And we want to make strength from the lion's den a very, very powerful mouthpiece for the kingdom of God. 
So, my friend, you stay on that wall because we want you on that wall, and we need you on that wall. God bless you. Keep your head up, and I'll see you next Wednesday when I'm going to have some very powerful guests. We're going to be talking about speaking it into an existence. My friend, see you next week. God bless you.